Hey, you're listening to Lightning Rounds. This is a podcast about culture, life, and the Bible, where you, the listener, get a chance to ask us honest questions, and you get back the most candid responses out there <laughs> from Andrew and myself. Yes, and they are responses. Just want to make that clear. Not necessarily the answer. No, Andrew, I think you have the answer to everything. <laughs> that's what. That's what I hear. Yeah. People tell me that I'm. <laughs> know by now uh, I'm Zach one of the hosts here and up front to my right is Senor Padre it is I Andrew the wise the wise the red <laughs> my kids were asking me last night like dad how come you have <laughs> how come your arms are so hairy how come your face is so hairy and I was like well son I am your future yeah <laughs> When you hit 14, just get used to it. <laughs> I will become a mirror, you know? Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. It's the German. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, today we have a great guest on the podcast with us, and we have some, some history with this guy. Some great history. Andrew and I have done summer camps with him, conferences. We've even all been... In a wedding together, all three of us. True. Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of that. Uh, just maybe a just, just a little bit later. But why don't you welcome with us, um, worship leader, pastor? Looks a little bit like Jesus right now. <laughs> I, I know you guys said something, but uh, Pete Denham. Yes. On the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's so. Glorious. It's an honor. It's glorious. Mm. Yeah. It's Thanks an honor to be here. Thanks for coming all the way up from Vista. California. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's quite a drive. It's a long drive. Any excuse to come sit in a room with the lights off <laughs> with you guys, not by myself. <laughs> We're setting the mood. <laughs> I'll take it. Whatever mood this is, I like it. It's great. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Pete. No, Pete, we were in a wedding together, and mm-hmm. um, we were. You looked great, Zach. It was great. You looked great too. I think we shined each other's shoes. We did. It's the equivalent yeah. of washing each other's feet. <laughs> The Gucci version. <laughs> and um, that was Jake yeah. Randall's. That, that was, was yeah. pa- Pastor John Randall's son yeah. himself's wedding <laughs> that we, we were in. We had the honor. I remember John said he wasn't going to cry. Yeah. And he cried. Yeah. I cried. I cried that Jake even invited me to be a part of that. I know. It was, it was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah. I cried. Cried a little bit. Yeah. But Pete, I have to tell you something about this wedding. Yeah, there's a okay. confession that Andrew needs to make about uh, it's been that eating day. at me for a long time. <laughs> I have no idea what he's going to say. Okay, so remember, we're all getting ready, and your undershirt disappeared. <laughs> no, no, you're joking. So your undershirt was in the bathroom, and I thought it was a rag, and so I wiped my hair junk like all over it. And my hair stuff was blue for some reason. And you're like, where is my undershirt? And I was holding it. So I I shoved it in my backpack. Dude, I was wondering where that, that was my favorite white shirt, dude. I'm joking. I remember you like. I remember. So it was, oh, keep going. Dude, I, that. I'm ashamed. All of you listening right now, you don't understand. I've just had a crazy epiphany. Like what Oprah would call an aha moment. I have, you would be shocked how many times I've thought about that shirt. I'm ashamed of myself. I've been ashamed of myself for years. Oh, man. Do you want to know why I love that shirt so much? Why? Okay. Because it was $5 at H&M. So it's so cheap. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the cost of a McDouble. <laughs> but it just it just fits so right. Yeah. I've to this day not been able to find a plain white t-shirt as nice as that one. And oh H&M gosh. stopped making those. I, so anyways, I'm it's okay. So I forgive you. Yeah, you I bought was, me coffee this morning. That, so that was scene so was ashamed. that scene was so great. Like from my perspective, <laughs> where all the guys, all the groomsmen are getting ready, and then all of a sudden Pete Denham's like, "Where's my shirt? Where's yeah. my shirt?" And then I see Andrew come out of the bathroom, and he's kind of quiet. And then all <laughs> you were in your boxers too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but, like you were in, you only had a dress shirt on, 
and boxers and your socks. That's what I remember. I have a vivid picture of this. <laughs> Sorry, we could edit that out, I guess. I'm like shoving your shirt into my backpack and just like, I don't know what happened to it, Pete. No, but then <laughs> Pete, did, Pete did find it. Didn't you find it? No, I didn't. You didn't find it? No, okay. It was I didn't. in my personal bag. This is like, a big this is, took it this is a big moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm so glad we figured it out. I just want to say that I, I, I was ashamed you. of myself. It's okay. I apologize. It's not your fault. And this is why we brought you here today. It has nothing <laughs> to do with the rest of the information. <laughs> closure. Just, I needed to get this off my chest. I feel great. Before you. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> I think like later on that day, Andrew like pulled me aside on the dance floor and he's like, I have to get something off my chest. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, what's going on? You know, as the cha-cha slides playing. Shirt. It's like, you know how Pete's shirt was missing? That was me. <laughs> I rubbed all my blue hair stuff on it and I was too ashamed to give it back. Wait, wait a second. What blue hair product were you using? Blue? It was blue. I don't know why. It was like a blue... It's like a clay. clay. It's like okay. a clay. Okay. I even got on Jake's collar on accident. Like, oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was trying I do to get remember it out. That. It was the worst best man in the world. <laughs> that was the last time I've been in a the wedding or a groomsman. <laughs> oh man, so, that was fun. Sorry, oh, man. that was great. That's not even part of the oh, segment. Today. I know that should have. It's I worthy apologize. of it. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> They do say, you know, yes. confess your sins. Yeah, one to another. And and, and you will be healed. So <laughs> I feel reborn. Do you feel release, a release in your spirit? I, I feel a renewal coming. That's great. Yeah. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> You're welcome. I bless you. I was hoping... Sake the dough to me. Spirit to me. We're in an old, like, Spanish uh, church... All right, sorry. We should cut that one up, oh, too. All right. <laughs> well, Pete, what, for our listeners that don't know who you are, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, your family, and... After hearing the intro, they're <laughs> yes, going to exactly. rethink, why is this guy in serving in these roles? Well, thanks for having me. Um, gosh, uh, yeah, I serve as the worship pastor at Calvary Chapel Vista, down in Vista, California. I've served there for, um, for four years um, in that role. I'm married to my precious bride, Sierra, and we have two precious little ones, Liam, who's four years old, our son, and our daughter, Ada, who's two. We love life. We love young parenthood, and uh, we are trying for more children. We are one of those crazy families that <laughs> wants to have a lot of kids. So, um, yeah, honored awesome. to be here, and I've loved every summer camp we've done together, <laughs> and uh, for you listeners... I haven't been to Calvary Chapel San Juan in six years. <laughs> six years ago, they invited me what up happened? to the young adults group to lead worship, and I don't know what happened. I never got an invite back until I'm about to move. So yeah, we're about to, <laughs> we're about to move and take um, take a new role, a new venture of faith for uh, our family in Vero Beach, Florida. I'm gonna go join the team there at Calvary Chapel Vero Beach with Pastor Jim Gallagher. In company. <laughs> and yeah, so stoked. Love those guys and love what God's doing and love Calvary Vista and what he'll continue to do there. It's awesome. It's amazing. Super jealous. <laughs> in defense of not inviting you back. Yeah. You did so well. We couldn't invite you back. <laughs> no, I did. We're like, <laughs> I don't think we could do that. Our, our no. attendance grew that next week. Yeah. And you weren't there. And then it dropped in half. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> that is not true. If people protest. There is no way that is true. Get it. That oh, is not true. Just, but we're Sorry. really excited to have you here, Pete. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for coming all the way up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love and it. And really excited, too, for your family, what God's got in store for you guys um, out mm. there in Florida. For those of you that are listening to, to this or have been listening to this or... Maybe you just don't know. I'm moving as well. <laughs> Me and my family. So Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, congratulations. You want to share a little bit about that, Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> Zach has decided to We are moving <laughs> because the spirit is moving. I've Cause, lost it. Because we're worship when leaders. The spirit <laughs> and maybe moving. now that I've confessed <laughs> this hidden sin for all these years, maybe the spirit will again fall upon me. I'm hearing <laughs> smoky mountains. I'm yes. hearing <laughs> Wait, I'm, I think I'm, I'm downloading. <laughs> the spirit. Wait. Trickles. <laughs> um, I yeah, see so a log cabin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, geez. So Zach's going to be moving to Texas, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> 
Thanks. My, no, biggest, my biggest supporter right here. I am. I'm very supportive, <laughs> like, on the outside. I'm, I'll smile through it. Yeah, no. But I'm going to fight you all the yeah. way. <laughs> but you're going to go I'm going to try and make you feel bad about it every day. <laughs> like crud. <laughs> That's my goal in life. Uh, I mean, for, for those of you guys just a little bit who know, Andrew and I have been serving in young adults ministry for um, eight years. Yeah. Really. I mean, since I, I came on staff here at, at San Juan. And so we've seen refuge mm. through the waves of 12 people to 100 people when we went through Song of Solomon for the first time. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> yeah, you were there, Pete. Right. I was there. <laughs> was it you? <laughs> it was round two. Man. Oh, yeah, and then through, through COVID, I think our first uh, oh like our gosh. first little outdoor services that way, and then uh, yeah, and then through Song of Solomon again. <laughs> hey, come on. It worked the first time. <laughs> and that's when I decided I'm out of here. No. <laughs> That's no, it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but Lord has really put that strain on uh, my wife and I, and mm. um, just to to go out and to be an assist to the church plant out there in Liberty Hill, Texas. And so, mm. some of you might be thinking, "Oh my gosh!" If you're allowed to even say that, I don't know. For some Christian circles, maybe that's no. a little bit of a my curse kids word. say, "Oh my goodness!" Okay. Yeah. Uh, Please don't say G- that again. G. Willikers. <laughs> G. Leap Willikers. Leaping lizards. That's oh, what yeah. we teach our son to say. Yeah. Leaping lizards. So. But maybe you're thinking, what's going to happen to lightning rounds? Well, you're going to have to listen to the end of this episode to find out what's going to happen. So um, That's good. Good play. So. That's brilliant. <laughs> All right, so we're moving into our segment of the day. We know you've been waiting for this one. You know what? Pete and I are moving out of state, following the leading of the Lord, being faithful to the calling of God. <laughs> and so our segment today is um, a little segment I like to call, Would You Move Here? Mm. Cue the music. Cue the music, DJ. <laughs> so, would you move here? What we have listed here are a list of uh, <laughs> real cities in the United, <laughs> in the red, white, and blue U.S. of A. Come on. Okay? Because mm. leave it to Americans to just... Name the best cities in the world. <laughs> Can freedom go too far? <laughs> Pursuit of happiness. Uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> so we're, th- here's a, here's a couple cities that are listed here. We're each going to take turn. Read one of these. Read yeah. a little uh, little paragraph backstory on how they named it that, and uh, maybe just answer the question: Would you move there? And like personally, com- yeah. And any, right. and any comments you might have on on the name. So, okay. uh, Pete, you're our guest. Our distinguished guest. So yeah. why don't you start us off with number one? Thank you. Number one, smack over <laughs> Arkansas. I'll repeat that again. Smack <laughs> over Arkansas. Should I try a southern accent? Yeah. No, nah, I'm not going to. <laughs> one word. The name smack over may have come, may have come <laughs> from the French name for the local creek. Chemin Couve. Oh. That's pretty good, actually. I surprised myself with that one. (laughs) Which means covered way, and sumic couvert means a covering of sumic trees, a local plant. Alternate theories traced... (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to read the rest. (laughs) Alternate theories traced the name back to the legend of oil oil streaming smack over the derrick, (laughs) or a settler jumping smack over the creek. (laughs) According to... (laughs) Smack over the creek! (laughs) According to the state's website, would I move there? Um, well, there's a creek, so it sounds like so there is water. There's, water. there's some moving water. I think anywhere there's some moving water mm. has a possibility for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about you? So, I, I, you know, all right. Pete's got it. What about you, Andrew? Would you go there? I think it's just cool to say, "Smack over." Come on down. <laughs> Come on down and smack over smack Arkansas. Over. some great We're food in <laughs> smack over. <laughs> smack over. All right, moving on to number two. Segway. This one's two. not much better, though. Go ahead, Ed. All right. Satan's Kingdom, Vermont. And I repeat, <laughs> Satan's Kingdom, Vermont. Reportedly named by a resentful settler who expected fertile rolling acres and had received rocks and hills instead. <laughs> wow. 
a little bitter. Huh? So I know. Some guy's like, man, if only I, 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 my dreams are coming true. I get a plot of land. I get to, uh, you know, rolling hills. But here I am with rocks and hills. Satan's kingdom. kingdom. That's it. Satan's We're naming kingdom. it Satan's kingdom. Would I move there? It's hard to do a church plant at a place called Satan's Kingdom. I say, hey. Calvary Chapel, Satan's Kingdom. <laughs> the gates of hell will not prevail against us. So I say we oh, move wow. in. Oh, wow. Come on. Come on. I like it. I like it's it. edgy. It's edgy. Yeah. What would be the one-word church name there? Just Satan's Kingdom. I, one, one edgy word? SK. Yeah. SK. SK. SK Church. SK Church. Have you been to SK? It's almost as edgy as Levi's uh, yeah. school church. Remember that? Yeah. Smack over. Uh, smack over. Well, okay. all right. Number. So would you move there? Yes? Uh, it has potential. It has potential. Okay. I, I like the rolling acres. Mm. No, it doesn't. Rocks and hills. Yeah. I, I do like rocks no. and hills. I, yeah. It's got rocks and hills. The name is... I special. wouldn't go there. Pete? No, I would not. I mean, he was resentful. Mm, that's a sin, I hear. Yeah. And so I mean, I don't really. There's already a stronghold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Number three. Number three. Coming in hot. <laughs> number three. Slick Poo, Idaho. <laughs> Should I say that one more time? Slick Poo, mm-hmm. Idaho. I like the next line. <laughs> near cl- <laughs> near cul de sac, Idaho, which is also a city in Idaho. So it's the multiple house. Multiple house assembly of Slick Poo. Mm. A slice of real estate that may barely qualify as a town, but was once a bustling village. Originally the site of a Catholic mission. Hmm. Mm. Wow. St. Slick Poo. It was said to have been <laughs> gifted to the missionaries by landowner Josiah Slick Poo. <laughs> God bless Slick Poo. Good old Sai Slick Poo. <laughs> The guy's like, like, hey, I'm going to give you this plot of land, but you got to name it after me. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, but your last name is... No, these are the conditions. Welcome to the mission of Slick Poo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so would I move to Slick Poo, Idaho? Oh, man. Idaho's really beautiful, actually. I mean, it's... Dude, it's in the uh, middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking it up right it up. now. <laughs> there might be a reason. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could live in a town called. I don't know if my wife would let us live in a town yeah. called Slick Poo. It's difficult on your address yeah. labels. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas from Slick Poo. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's an. Is it a no all around? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all righty. Let's move on to number four. It's a good one, Pete. Okay. Here we go, number four. You need us. <laughs> Louisiana. U-N-E-E-D-U-S. You need us. <laughs> the Lake Superior Piling Company established a settlement. Why are mine so historical? <laughs> My, I got smack over. It's like historical. Why can't mine be funnier? <laughs> You do this on purpose. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Lake Superior Piling Company. What is a piling company? Established a settlement of model farms here in the 1920s, bringing prosperity to this corner. Oh, bringing prosperity. <laughs> oh, hello. Jesus, night. You need it. To this corner of rural Louisiana. Oh, I, okay. Arkansas, Louisiana. The company's <laughs> owners tweaked tweaked their corporate slogan, Mm. you need us, into the town's (laughs) new name, and apparently the feeling was mutual. (laughs) Residents (laughs) allegedly founded another model farm community nearby and dubbed it, we need you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Dude, I would 100% move there. Are you kidding me? This is incredible. Prosperity. There's oil. There's oil in the mills. Healthy. I am wealthy, <laughs> and God told me last night when I was born, I am blessed. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, there. I'm yeah. there, and you need us. Mm, Imagine having a Calvary Chapel, you need us. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, oh, man. I can see the church signs. It's a really good cares ministry there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'd move. I think I'd go there. Just because, how could you not? I want to go there now. <laughs> how do I always get the Satan ones? Okay. 
It's because I it's because I stole. <laughs> I stole Pete's shirt. Okay. This is um That's great. Hell, Michigan. <laughs> That's it. Hell, Michigan. Yeah. Yes, there's a hell on earth, and it's fifteen miles northwest of Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Whoever wrote that. There are several stories floating around about how this name came to be. But the one town itself declares official, uh, uh, one town official is this. In the 1830s, the town settler, George Reeves, made a deal with local farmers to trade his homemade whiskey for the grain they grew. When the farmers' wives (laughs) knew their husbands were off dealing with Reeves, they were known to remark, he's gone to hell again. (laughs) The name stuck. (laughs) Which is funny because Michigan is freezing, which is the opposite of what hell will be? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a cold day in hell. Logically, it's wrong. <laughs> it's a cold day in hell. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's, yeah, imagine wow. having Calvary Chapel hell. That's, oh, that's a difficult place to play a church as well. Almost as bad as Satan's kingdom. Almost as bad. <laughs> and Slick Blue Idaho. <laughs> Those are great. Oh, okay. All right. Why don't you read the last one, Pete? I'll give that last one to you. Are you uh, sure? Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> All right. Number six. Why not? <laughs> North Carolina. Around 1860. Here we go again. <laughs> the residents living in the fertile heart of central North Carolina had no name for their home. Aw. But when the United States Post Office planned to put down roots in the area, the town. I should reread that in like a different accent, like a, like a documentary. Here we go. Um, but when the United States Post Office planned. To put down roots in the area, <laughs> the townspeople conven- convened to decide on a name. Debate ensued. <laughs> Why not name it this? Why not name it that? They, the discussion dragged on until one frustrated local butted in and said, Why not name the town? Why not? Let's go home. <laughs> Ambivalence won the day. <laughs> Is this Wikipedia? Dude, who's writing these? Why not? Some guy on his computer is having way too much fun <laughs> writing about the history of these oh, towns. Yeah. Ambivalence won the day. Gosh, man, that's sick. It's a reader's digest right there. So sick. <laughs> Would I move there? I hear North Carolina is beautiful, oh. so why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not? Oh. Take a chance. Wow. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And that great. was... Another mm. brand new segment. You know, we just keep pulling these brand new segments out of the, out of the <laughs> out of thin out air. Of thin air. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that a spiritual gift? I don't. It's not listed within the spiritual gifts, mm. but I think it is a variant. A variant of word of wisdom. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> a variant. <laughs> <laughs> that word is a, is an interesting word these days. Uh, Be careful. Some uh, some people listening just got anxiety an anxiety attack. Like variant, <laughs> a new variant. <laughs> There's a very spiritual gift. Uh, Hope I don't get that one. Oh man! Well, do they have a shot for that? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, All right. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I like how that last that last city was named. Why not? Because I think that kind of goes into our question mm. today. That kind of goes into what our topic is going to be about. question reads is it a sin to struggle with deconstructing your faith and what is your advice for a christian who might find themselves struggling with deconstruction and doubt Mm. so surviving deconstruction well gentlemen (laughs) why not (laughs) no um smack over yeah wow so deconstruction this thing is kind of a (laughs) Deconstruction in the words of um, Zoolander would be, it's so hot right now. <laughs> Deconstruction is so hot right now. It's the words. It's the newest in thing. Oh, it know, is. Yeah. Deconstruction yeah. is the it new is. black. Yeah. <laughs>
Sorry. All it's right. in vogue okay. for sure. Well, why don't we define deconstruction before we jump into this? Let's quickly define mm. it. What deconstruction is. Maybe to some of our listeners who might not mm. know what that is. Pete, take it away. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> well, again, these are responses, not answers. So, um, <laughs> And I'm not an expert. Um, but I would say I would probably define deconstruction as a a form of stripping away the fundamentals of or stripping away the orthodoxy of faith in Christ, Mm -hmm. the historical orthodoxy of nearly 2,000 years (laughs) of church history full of men and women who bled and died for what the scriptures say, um, I would say deconstructing your faith would be um, putting yourself over the sacred. Mm. So you have now become the authority and not God's word. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a great discussion. Sorry, that's kind of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all right, uh, let's just go home. That's, that's it. Yeah. I need to go home and think Make about something. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> but so that, might be, an, that might be an extreme, though. I mean, that might no. be an extreme. Well, deconstruction is, um, you know, one thing we try to do in this podcast, we try to stay as far away from news stuff that goes on in the world because we feel like I, so many of you guys are inundated with with news articles and everything that's <laughs> that's wrong with the world mm-hmm. today but i mean this is something that you have seen we you've seen just not necessarily in the church um but in culture in general mm-hmm. deconstructing um the declaration of independence of mm. um what uh, america was built upon even the founding mm. fathers of of america and and it and and takes it back to where basically like you said Pete pulling and pulling and pulling away until something can eventually be dismantled mm-hmm. and um, uh, proven in their theory wrong. And so that has crept into the church, into the faith, that mm-hmm. idea, that mindset, to where, like you said, <clears throat> pulling away the scriptures, the truth of God's word, um, to making yourself, and I like how you said that, you become the authority mm-hmm. over it all. You become what is sacred. You become the divinely inspired. And uh, the word becomes something that is, oh, well, it's subjective to believe however you would want to believe it. Yeah. So right now we have a culture of authority versus a culture of authenticity. So what you hear is like, I want to be my authentic self. And the authentic self has now become the authoritative sacred truth. I mean, it could be anything. It's not necessarily faith like you're saying. It could Mm. be well, I think they're doing, I think they could do this better. <laughs> or I think, I think this idea or this company or yeah. this legislation or this whatever. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this back all the way down to the studs, yeah. so to speak. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to read this quote actually from this article I read at, um, from the Gospel Coalition. <clears throat> and um, it says, uh, it's talking on deconstruction, it says, in Christian circles, deconstruction takes a slightly different form. Than the world. Doubt and disillusionment have become the new form of enlightenment. It mm. somehow sounds more authentic, actually, mm. kind of like you were saying, Pete, it somehow sounds more authentic to share our doubt than it is to share our faith with confidence. Mm. We watch thoughtful Christian leaders, quote unquote, break free from the faith itself mm. as though shaking off invisible shackles, and it wow. unnerves us. Yeah. Wow. And I think that's the, the key is deconstruction. It's almost always, if not a cover up for demolition. So good. You're going to wow. just blow it up. And, wow. and that's mm. the whole point. Because when you do pull something down to that point, like to studs, like you're saying, yeah. something else has to go up in its place. Mm-hmm. That's always how it goes. Yeah. So if you pull down faith and you pull down God, what goes up in its place? What takes it through? Self. Self. Yeah, yeah which is the, the <clears throat> key of it. So it's different to say that I'm struggling with faith in certain things in the Christian, like maybe your Christian sure. upbringing or things that you've gone through as a, as a kid, like um, certain things that you've always just heard it taught that way. And you're like, well, now I'm hearing these other, other views. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, which one's right? Well, I've only heard it taught this way and, and that's the way it is. There's a difference between scrutinizing those things and like searching for yourself as to do I believe that versus 
blowing it all up and saying all of it's wrong. And now we have to find the one true way because, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a certain, a certain church kind of teaching and way yeah, as we all did. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes, um, I, I just personally was lazy in my own faith of like, Oh yeah, this is just what our church believes. And this is why we, you know, this is what the pastor says. So we believe it. Mm-hmm. But then that I was disabled in that way to be able to stand on my own two feet and say, this is why I believe it. So when mm-hmm. another view comes along, you're like, well, I don't know. And then, and, um, when it challenges yeah, your belief, yeah, it challenges it. And you're like, well, I don't know how to defend it. I don't know how, why I believe. I just know that's always been taught that way. Mm-hmm. I think that part, either that it's lazy Christianity on my part, or it was, um, I don't know, we can't blame the church for everything, but you know, I think it's so, I like that distinction you made that deconstruction is not necessarily having doubts about things. Yeah. Because essentially what deconstruction is, is saying is it's, it's making a, it's, it's claiming a truth statement that this needs to be, this needs to be stripped back and mm-hmm. that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm deconstructing this because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a completely different position yeah. than I'm wrestling through these different theological or doctrinal issues because I want to discover in my own journey what they mean. I want to see what the scriptures say. Deconstruction almost goes to the point where I don't, I, I don't need the scripture. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, I don't need the scripture. I need, I need what I feel mm. or what I think. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I think if I could just fly above this, like 35,000 feet... Mm-hmm. In our culture, we live in a postmodern culture, mm-hmm. and as 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 a philosophical age, but also as an ideological age, where postmodern postmodernism essentially is saying that there is no authoritative mm-hmm. absolute truth. There's not one way of knowing. It's a different epistemology, right? It's a mm-hmm. different way of discovering truth. Mm-hmm. So who are we to say to the indigenous tribe <laughs> in South America who thinks that the woman who's become pregnant is a result of 11 fathers in the tribe and they're all this, you know what I mean? Yeah. In Western medicine, we would say, no, it's, it's, it's one man and it's, it's one woman and they conceive and they form a child, right? And, yeah. and, the, and the child is, is born, and there's one father. Well, in indigenous cultures, they think it's 11 fathers, you know, because they have that understanding of how a woman gets pregnant. She'll just yeah. have relations with all of the men in the village yeah. and they all raise him. And so Western medicine would say, no, that's not, that's not science. But postmodernism says, who are we as Western thinkers to impose our way of knowing mm. on someone else? Yeah. So it's a, question, it's, a, it's a question of where truth even comes from. In culture. Yeah. Um, and that can be dangerous if we allow those philosophical and ideological undercurrents to, to come into play mm. in our walk with Jesus. Yeah. Because we're living in not just a, we're living in an applied postmodern world, mm-hmm. not just the concept or the idea of it. Yes. But those, those who had the idea. Yeah. And, and we're philosophizing it all. It's perfect. Yeah. A perfect example is the, the, the guy that just became the president of the theological school at Harvard. Right. Who's an atheist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't work. Like, time yeah. out. The guy that's, like, overseeing their theological seminary is an yeah. atheist. Exactly. That's applied postmodernism. Shouldn't, that shouldn't yeah. function. just an idea anymore no. we're living in an living applied in, uh, in our, and that's the chaos of mm-hmm. our culture is, is that and so you're what we're talking about is it it's not a christian word deconstruction is not a christian idea mm-hmm. this is a world idea this is uh outside of scripture idea and we're applying it to our faith whereas where deconstruction came from is from this idea of strip it all down tear it all apart mm-hmm. the system is wrong the system is bad and so the only way to get rid of it is to burn it to the ground completely and restructure it. And so when you apply that idea to your faith, what do you think is going to happen? You know, like, mm-hmm. of course you're being, you know, you're already, you've already kind of bought into the idea that this is all wrong. Yeah. And so is it a sin? 
it's not a sin to struggle with faith. It's not a sin to, in the sense to, um, um, seek out truth and like, God, I, I want to know. Even Paul talked about, I, I, I'm convinced. There's a Paul where he said, I am convinced. I think every Christian needs to come to a place of like, I am convinced. Yeah. Even the father who said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah. We see people in scripture that had doubts and people mm-hmm. in scripture that had times of like, I need to come to con- a conviction. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're like kind of waffling and you're like, ah, I'm, I'm dealing with, um, you know, whatever concept or, or whatever, I'm having a hard time with this, that it's not deconstruction. Deconstruction is to burn it all to the ground. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a sin to struggle with certain aspects of faith where you're like, I'm, I want to find out what is true. I think you're, we're describing skepticism. Mm. Um, and Jesus always met skeptics where, where they were at. So good. Mm-hmm. But those who were cynical, they're, now that's different. Yeah. Mm. And we don't want to become cynical. We want, skepticism is not a bad thing. Or crit, a critic is not a bad thing. Mm. A cynic is a bad thing. There wow. you go. So, so Oof. we can be critical. Yeah. And we can look at things with a critical eye. In fact, we're encouraged by Scripture to think critically. Yes. We should think critically. And, and A critic, like, you, and we were yeah. talking about this the other day, a critic is a critic. Yeah. Because why? You're, I you're, want to know truth. I want yeah. to come to understanding. So, because they love truth. Like yeah. you, you, Andrew was sharing this with me the other day and was saying a food critic is a food critic, not because they hate food and they want to see food destroyed in all of the world, yeah. but because they have such a strong love for yeah. food that they're that they love it when it's done well yeah, so and right in truth. And so uh, I think to play with what you were saying, Andrew, uh, God invites the critic, Yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. to the father I, uh, who had his son that was demon-possessed. Jesus came back down from the mountain from uh, transfiguration, right? And then he says that those famous lines, right? I, I believe, but help my unbelief. And yeah. Jesus doesn't rebuke him, but mm-hmm. he commends him in that. So good. In that faith. Because there's an honesty mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can be honest and I'm, I'm wrestling through this. I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Help yeah. me understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the problem, cynicism, I think when we come, become cynical is when we think that we have somehow arrived in the 21st <laughs> century mm. in the highest seat of knowledge. I think yeah. because of scientific and technological advancements in the last hundred years, right? We have this tendency to think that now we must know more about God than the monks in the, in you know, the year 200 or the <laughs> yeah. desert fathers and mothers. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. No. Mm. Like there is almost 2000 years of church history. And so I think, you know, my encouragement, I guess this is kind of question too, my encouragement to people who are struggling or are in that place where they want to know more, but then you're living in this culture where there's all this talk of deconstruction. My encouragement to you would be to appreciate the historic, the historicity mm. of scripture. Say that word one more time. Historicity. Ooh. One a- more time. Historicity. <laughs> a- preach that. A- appreciate the history mm-hmm. of following the way of Jesus. Mm. This is two, this is almost two thousand years of church history mm-hmm. of men and women who love the Lord, full of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Who stayed true to the faith, Amen. true to the scriptures, even gave their lives for it. Amen. Yeah, I think too. Like of, I was thinking of an example of this in John three. You have Nicodemus, yeah. who is like the dude mm-hmm. in Judaism in Israel. He's like the teacher <laughs> of the law, and he comes to Jesus. And you could say, oh, he's deconstructing Judaism. He's not actually. He's coming to Jesus because he recognizes that this. There's something different about mm-hmm. him. So I'm going to ask questions. Yeah. So he comes and, I mean, it says in verse two, Rabbi, we, we know, imagine that. He calls Jesus Rabbi, teacher. Wow. Yeah. We know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And then that's when Jesus says, well, most assuredly I say to you, you must be born again, right? Yeah. And, and, he, and then he asks, he asks a question, <laughs> how can a man be born? This is someone who's honestly... Yeah. desiring to have an encounter with God yeah. and understand more about who he is. Yeah. So I don't know. That'd be my encouragement. And what's so sweet is you see, I mean, those, uh, I like you brought up Nicodemus um, because the three times that you see him pictured in scriptures, one, he's asking a question. Two, mm-hmm. he's fighting for the release of Christ. When totally. He's, when he's um, about to be flogged and mm-hmm. murdered and hung upon a cross, he's fighting for the release. Mm-hmm. And then he even gets bashed by his fellow yeah. um, Pharisees. 
right? They're, they tell him, are you also like, do you, where, where in the scriptures does it say that, you know, man comes from, prophet comes from Nazarene, Messiah comes from Nazareth, you know, and they say, do you believe this too? And they kind of condemn him for that. Mm-hmm. And then the last picture you see is he's the one that takes the body of Jesus down mm-hmm. with, with Joseph, asks for the body of so Jesus good. and buries him mm-hmm. like with such honor. And you see like the, the faith journey all of the this way. thinker. Yeah all the way to the end to where um, really he gives his, I, I really believe that he believed, Yeah, you know, and yeah. I mean. I think that's a great example for the church too. To those who do come with questions and who are doubting, that is the purpose of the church is to come along, see, alongside mm, people. So good. And guide them in this discovery of who Jesus is. Mm. Not to push them away with like, hey, you, you know, you're not one of us. Mm. Almost like a, um, a shaming because Jesus never did that to those mm-hmm. who were curious about him, but were, um, were even there for the wrong reasons. Jesus lovingly revealed himself to them. I think for the church, a lot of times, I think that's where people have gotten so hurt. They're hurt mm-hmm. by the church. And so that's where they start. Because they de- get shunned. Yeah. yeah. You were saying this. Um, so much of deconstruction comes out of church hurt. Yeah. Um, as seen as like, you're, you're not one of us. You're not a true believer. You're not this. And I think... Um, it, all of us, if not, if not, or many of us, if not all of us, is what I meant to say, will go through a period of our life where we start to really hone in our our belief in Jesus and, and mm. start to question, or, or not question, but I want to know why I believe this. Wow. Um, I think when big things in your life hit, you and your faith is rocked in, in a like real way, you start to. You have to grab hold to what you truly believe and what's yeah. solid. And as you start to grab hold, you're like, whoa, is this something that's really solid in my life? Yeah. Mm. And and if it's not, I want to solidify it. Lord, yeah. help me. Like, I need to know. So good. So, so that is the purpose of the church. I think that's why pastors, we're not just community creators. Mm. We're not just people to create events mm-hmm. so that social lives can happen. Like church is not just a social club. It is, it is a place where uh, men have dedicated their life to knowing Jesus and following so Jesus good. and to help others in following and directing oh. Jesus and equipping mm. the church to do that within the world. And so that, it, it, I think it's really important that we maintain that as the church. We're not just a social club to create social events or to make yeah. people have something to do because the goal of the church is a, is a Christ-centered entity. Like Christ at the center, following Jesus, helping the people to discover who he is. Christocentric. Yeah, Christocentric. If you have a difficulty following, like if you have a question, we want to come alongside and help solidify that. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay yeah. to like have a doubt or whatever. Yeah. Because every person who walks in the church is some, you know, 40-year-old saint in the Lord. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. the church is messy. There's toddlers in the faith. There's all these things. And so people are walking yeah. this out. And yeah. that is the purpose of the church. Construction kind of does come out of like church hurt, and it, it, that's a that's a place that it's often birthed out of, you know. Because I feel like the tendency when you are feeling this way, with doubt, with like confusion, with disillusionment mm-hmm. um, of the faith, y- your tendency is to shrink back, right, and to isolate yourself from others because you can feel like, oh, they're gonna shun me, or mm-hmm. oh, they're not gonna, you know. Um, but the Bible actually speaks really sharply against isolation and, sh- and, and speaks that, you know, like I have this verse written down right here in Proverbs 18, <laughs> one, where it says one who isolates himself pursues on, selfish desires. <laughs> he rebels against all sound wisdom. Dude. Yeah. Like isolation brings destruction. And if, the, if deconstruction is born in isolation, Dude. it's bred in isolation. And so, so <laughs> no, it is because I no go, no. Go this ahead, is the Holy Spirit because I was yeah. going to say something after yeah. Andy last spoke, and go. this is the Holy Spirit because I feel like if you go back to Genesis three, this is exactly the enemy the enemy's game. Mm-hmm. 
And so this was, I guess, maybe my second encouragement to any of you that are struggling. Think about Genesis 3. You have, you have Satan, the adversary, and what does he do? He isolates Eve. Yeah. Eve is now alone. And then he gets her to question God's word. Yeah. Did God really say? Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? And then what is, he, what is he doing? He's saying, you have the authority yeah. to yes. choose. So and now it's, it's like literally, yeah. yeah, you can be your autonomous, authentic self and choose this now. Yeah. So it's isolation. And then it's this pseudo, like fake idea that I am wiser, smarter than God himself. Yeah. And I think that's dangerous and it's bred in isolation. Yeah. That's what the enemy wants to do. Think about um, Jesus is baptized and then it says, then immediately <laughs> <laughs> right after his baptism and the blessing of the fathers, my son, and now he's in the wilderness, <laughs> you know, he's in the wilderness and isolated and he's come away you know, and he's through testing, and he's our great high priest who can sympathize yeah. with our weakness. But then, who shows up? Satan. Satan. And um, and and solitude and isolation are two separate things. Yes, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're two very. <laughs> if you have yeah. quiet time alone. <laughs> Don't be alone, you, you no, 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 that's of course that's a good <laughs> no, distinction. Yeah. But Soli- to your solitude point. has purpose. Isolation yeah. has purpose yeah. too, but purpose for. Uh, I'm not saying Jesus yeah. was deconstructing. <laughs> the desert. So that's not my point. No, yeah. <laughs> no, My point, point was though. that he was isolated and the enemy was there. Yeah. Okay. And yes. then again, you see he's the, he's the second Adam. He's the greater Adam. Yeah. The same thing that Satan was doing to Jesus in the wilderness, he did to Eve in the garden. And he's saying, did, you can, you know, he's twisting scripture. That's my yes. point. Yes. My point is the enemy, the enemy knows scripture better than you probably do. Mm-hmm. And he'll, twi- he'll twist it. Yeah. And he'll twist it. And he'll get you to think it means something it doesn't. Mm. And so that's why we need community. Yes. Because we're not Jesus. Right. <laughs> we can't be alone <laughs> in the desert, hungry after 40 days, like going, to, you know, toe to toe and just, you know, with yeah. the yeah. adversary. Yes. We can't. Yeah. But Jesus did, thank God he did, and now we have his grace. So yeah. that's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jesus was not deconstructing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's not what I meant. No, 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 you, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He's he, the greater Adam. He's yes. the greater Adam. You did it. Dang it. But to your point, right, yeah. it, it, Satan comes, he came with this mask of mm-hmm. um, that it's motivated by understanding. Now you may know. But it's really to undermine. Oh my god! It's masked as leaping understanding. lizards. Leaping lizards. It's masked it's as undermined. understanding. He's undermining oh. the whole time. But she sees it as like, oh my gosh, I yeah. could understand. That's so good. And that's the same thing. We always yeah. say that Satan's doing the same thing that he's always he's, done. He is though. And he yes. is. And and it's funny because I look at the world and I'm like, there's no way he's doing the same thing. But when you just said Genesis 3 and you look at what he did to Eve and what he's doing to our culture, it's the same, it's the same thing. thing. Yeah. So is it a sin? <laughs> Stay away. Like if you're struggling with faith, okay, so so is every other Christian. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. deal with it. So my challenge too is mm-hmm. I was going to say, what if your doubt was an invitation to dig? Come yeah. on. Okay. We we bring this up. I love that. That was what pretty you good. Just said. Dang, that was amazing. <laughs> Tweet it right now. My headset fell <laughs> What if your doubt was an invitation to dig deeper? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at John chapter 20, Thomas, mm. right? Yes. The doubter. He's like, I will never believe unless I touch his, the holes <coughs> in his hands and put my hand in the hole in his side. Mm. Wow. Jesus, what I love about that passage, and I, I think John, under the Holy Spirit's inspiration, wrote that specifically. Absolutely. He says, a week later, after he's de- he let him deal with it. Yeah. Personally, I, I, don't, I don't know if that just might be me thinking that like <laughs> he let him sit in that doubt, deal with it. And then a week later, Jesus just manifests, right? Resurrected body, so walks straight through a door, doesn't even open the door, right? Just walks straight through. He says, peace be to you, to his disciples. First guy he goes to, so Thomas. beautiful. Praise the Lord. And he says, touch and feel. His exact words that Thomas yes. used, he says right back to him. And he says, don't be unbelieving, but Believe his invitation to the doubter, come on, is drawing near to himself. Mm. He doesn't want to push the doubter away. He's like, come, touch and see. Mm. Don't be faithless. Believe. Yeah. Isaiah, 
the Lord's always been one who's reasonable where yeah. he's like, come, let us reason together. Like you got, yeah, let's just stole like, my cross reference. Sorry. Right there. Come, right. Let us reason together. I mean, even the book of Acts tells us Acts 17 says we need to be those that test the scriptures. We want to know like what someone's preaching. Is that really what the scriptures say? First uh, John four, one, we want to test all spirits. It says, so the mm. Bible is inviting us to scrutinize and to make sure that we know what we're, what we're doing. And because, the Bible can handle this, the yeah, scrutiny. Yeah, totally. It Probably has for can. thousands of years. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> to Pete's point. And if you're struggling, here's another character you're in good company with, Asaph. <laughs> yeah. Asaph, the, the worship leader. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he says in Psalm 73. Those stinking worship leaders, dude. <laughs> all their feelings and emotions. No, I know. Dude. I know, man. They're the worst. <laughs> they're the worst. Gosh, they're the worst. They think they're so cool. Oh, my gosh. So he says in Psalm 73. I apologize. No, it's okay. You're forgiven. <laughs> truly, he says in Psalm 73, truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So why do I bring up Psalm 73? Because Asaph, the worship leader, the dude, he's having a a crisis of faith. Mm. And he's like, how come the wicked are prospering? Mm. And how how come bad things are happening? Like, shouldn't good things be happening? Oh, man. But then he comes to this conclusion after he wrestles. He's wrestling with his faith and the goodness of God. But in verse 25, he says, Whom have I in heaven but you? Mm. And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Like your heart, listener, and your flesh will fail. They will fail. You will struggle. You will have moments when you have questions and doubts, but God is your strength. God is your portion forever. And every uh, tinge, excuse the word tinge, (laughs) every trickle of doubt. Tennessee trickle, that's what it is. Thank you. (laughs) Every trickle of doubt. (laughs) I blew this like worship leader emotional thing. I'm so sorry. Listen, <laughs> let me back up. <laughs> back it up. So Asaph, he's saying, who, am I, who, who have I in heaven but you? There's none on the earth that I, that I desire besides you. My heart and flesh fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Our heart and our flesh fail, but God is our strength. God is our portion. Every feeling, every moment of doubt, every glimpse of doubt is is a beckoning call that you were you were made for transcendence. You were actually made for something greater, something mm. deeper than what you're experiencing in the here and now. And what you were made for is God. Mm. And so the the tricky thing with doubt is that what what you feel is not always real. What? Also Say that tweetable. again. Say that again. What That's you good. feel is not always real. Mm. And what is real, you won't always feel. But that's huge because, again, we live in this culture where truth now is what I feel. So what what you feel is not always real, and what is real you won't always feel. So your heart and your flesh will fail all the time, but God. That's what Asaph said when he was struggling. So you're in good company. That's my encouragement. Andrew, that you'd give to someone struggling? Dude, ask questions. I think if you're, if you are struggling with certain parts of your faith, ask questions. Um, I have a, a kid right now who texts me at like midnight questions <laughs> from what he's reading. Yeah. Good old Maurice. It, crazy old Maurice. <laughs> and sometimes like... Does he listen to this No, show? his name's not Maurice. Oh, just okay. he it's a, I'm like, a... wow, you guys are calling him out on your podcast. <laughs> no, we These have are code ruthless. Names. Code names. <laughs> Remember, church hurt. <laughs> no, he asks me questions all the time, and I love it because he is, is was skeptical, but he wants to know. Mm-hmm. He wants to know. So 
right on. Like, let's have a uh, conversation. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it. So I think if you do have questions, don't burn the whole system. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. church history. We have all this history that goes into, you know, people that believed and followed Jesus, gave their life for it. Um, so absolutely, there's truth. There's truth to be found, and it can be found. It's not in yourself. Yeah. It's in God. And don't you think deconstruction is a cheap substitute for what you're saying? That we're mm. we're we're to transcend yeah. something greater. That God is calling us into more of Himself, and deconstruction calls us more into ourselves. Mm. And, and just to destroy everything because you are the authority. What a cheap substitute. Um, wow. God, God is so much better than yeah. you. You know. <laughs> so Dude, um, that was good. So yeah, if you're you're doubting know that there's a good god who mm. loves you and he wants you to know him that is why he came that was the mission of jesus mm. it's why he came so that you might know god um, and have a relationship with him so so keep yeah. pressing into jesus keep pressing in to who he is um search him and you will find him you know mm. um ask seek knock like he mm. he will reveal himself um i think Doubt often we think that God is disappointed and so we quit. Yeah, um, but that's not that's not the case yeah. at all. And and the scriptures never teach doubt as like a virtue. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, or fruit of the spirit. <laughs> yeah, doubt. But at the same time, they do understand that doubt is part of experiencing a fallen world. Yeah, like yeah. we all deal with it, and we all face it, and it's God's God's intention through that is. Uh, through doubt and disillusionment, is to draw us near to him and to his people, not mm. further away. Mm. Amen. And so, um, yeah, I would encourage that same thing. Like, bring a pastor along. Bring Pastor Andrew along that no. trip with you. It's <laughs> called Pete. His phone number is... <laughs> P.O. Box, Satan's Kingdom, <laughs> Vermont. Hell, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's a part of... Like even Paul said, what we know dimly, like what we see in part, we will know in full. Mm. And I think, um, man, it's it's good. It's difficult sometimes. Yeah, and I think I think what the enemy loves to do is he loves to complicate things, you know, and draw us away. Like Paul would say, he wrote to the Corinthians, you know, how are you so deceived as as a serpent deceived Eve? He says, mm. you're being deceived. You're being drawn away from the simplicity of your devotion to wow. Christ. Wow. You know, and I think that's what the enemy loves to do is like just to pull us away from the simplicity of just being devoted to Jesus mm. and makes everything so complicated and overthinking it all. And, you know, me and Andrew just, just discovered this year that we're overthinkers. I right? know. You know. Yeah, from one of these <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Someone's like, what do you do with overthinking? We're like, we don't know. We don't overthink. And by the end, we were crying because of how much we overthink things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's beauty in, in remaining in that, that simplicity of devotion to Christ, you know, and, and staying pure to that and drawing near to him mm. rather than staying away from him, you know, that it's more of a, because we, tr- we can kind of treat it. And I know I'm probably beating a dead horse right here, but we can, we can treat it like, man, you're dealing with this. And God is your father. You're like, you're like those kids. They're like, whenever something bad happens, you're like, let's hide it and let's run. Mm. Don't show dad. Uh, (laughs) But that's not the gospel. The gospel is we broke something or we're dealing with something. Let's tell dad. Mm. Let's run to him. Let's bring this to him. He knows what to do. Like that's the gospel. If you don't, if you, if your understanding of the gospel is Mm. when you sin or you deal with these, these struggle things and, and, and you're you're in, you you think that religion is oh well run away from that run away from God mm-hmm. like then you don't understand what the truth of what the gospel really is that the mm-hmm. gospel is meant to draw us near to Him even in our fallen experience with sin and with um, doubt and and so dis- disillusionment in that so good it reminds me of Hebrews four seeing then that we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens none of these are loaded terms but that idea of a high priest is one that's interceding. Yeah. on behalf of the people of God, you know, to God. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is our high priest. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly, mm-hmm. right? So there's that idea, Zach. I'm going to run. I'm going to come boldly to the throne of grace, 
Not a throne of judgment. Mm. Not a throne of skepticism or cynicism or I told you so. A throne of grace Mm. that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And you have that you have that in Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the writer of Hebrews is just making that point here that Christ is the better, the greater priest mm-hmm. yeah. who intercedes for his, his people. Yeah. And then you have the Holy Spirit interceding on your behalf. This is just the benefits for you listeners of you knowing and loving and following Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit that's literally interceding on your behalf. It's taking your prayers and is like, perfectly form-fitting them to the will of God for your life. Come on. So even when you don't have words in your struggle and you're just groaning or you're, you, just, you just don't even know what to say, the Holy Spirit knows. Come on. And he knows the will of God. And so that's why that, invita- that feeling of doubt is an invitation to dig deeper, to run faster, you know, to come to that throne of grace or to that Father's arms that are, that are open you know, like Jesus, that picture he gives of the prodigal son and the father that's running down the road in the middle of town. Everyone can see it to come embrace his little stupid son <laughs> that ran away, you know, you know, no, that was a joke. He's not stupid. We've all been there, but yeah. the arms are open. Yeah, that was great. Maybe uh, you've been listening to the end of this and you're like, you know, I could care less about deconstruction. <laughs> I just want to know, Zach, are you going to keep this stinking podcast going? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's good. <laughs> Dude, you're really good at this. You really are. Thank you. Right? Can it's we do a podcast? <laughs> Let's do it. Maybe you should pivot. <laughs> I like it. Maybe am I closer to Florida than I am? Maybe this is a, div- this is a divine cool. appointment. <laughs> Dang it. I came up here. Uh, this You're leaving. I'm leaving. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Lord? Maybe? We could call it pil- we could call it Pilgrim's Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pilgrim's Progress Podcast. On, Paul, Paul Bunyan. PPP. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Sorry. that's Sorry. so Pete's good. It's Pilgrim's Podcast. <laughs> PZ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Delete all this and the PP thing. Uh, no way. <laughs> Slick poo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the room. <laughs> you guys can no. finish this. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah, but maybe you've been listening. And you're like, what's going to happen with lightning rounds? What's going to happen, Zach? You leave. You move out. Our family's moving out. Um, taking that step of faith, that drive out to the wild west. Um, <laughs> December first, within a couple weeks. Yep. And um, yeah, on what's going to on my wedding anniversary? You're moving. <laughs> I have that on my phone too. <laughs> I was like, we're moving. Happy, oh, happy, happy anniversary, anniversary, Andrew and yeah. Lauren. <laughs> Another 14 glorious years. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of struggled with what to do um, with this podcast, knowing, knowing that that day was coming. And um, mm. what are we doing? I, I want to know what we're doing because yeah. you're scared of me here. Do you, I, you know what we're doing. It, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. We have to keep it going. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. The stickers have Give spoken. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Hello, did you not going. listen? <coughs> We're we keep are going. the authority. <laughs> <laughs> it's our way or the highway. <laughs> no, um, yeah, we're going to... We're gonna keep this thing going. I'm so glad you're gonna keep this going. We don't know how. Oh, there's we have. <gasps> <laughs> Andrew just slipped me a lightning round sticker, and I'm putting this on somewhere special. <laughs> somewhere special. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Or who we designed not, this? We did not ask to make these to have these stickers made. Someone a, made a fan. A fan. Yeah. Fan who is a them. great graphic designer. Yep. One of the greatest. One, One of the greats. Great. Dude, they nailed you, Zach. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Actually, it's a, the nose is a little Fidel Castro. <laughs> but other than that, the hairline is perfect. Oh, and Andy, I'm just kidding. I keep ruining your guys' outro. I'm sorry. It's going to happen someday. It's okay. It's okay. Um, they're along for the journey. Our listeners know what, what, what to expect when they... These are two hour long. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast. So. But no, we're gonna try and keep this thing going, and uh, we're not gonna try. We are. It's we're going gonna, to happen. It's, it's going to happen, and we're 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 figuring it out getting all that technology you need to do that long distance recording. Is this gonna be a long distance relationship? Oh my gosh! This is gonna be a long distance. Relationship. We're gonna survive this. I'm flying out to Texas. 
And then we're going to fly out to see Pete in Europe. Oh, yeah. True. We just got to keep this going. <laughs> That's great. I like this. Please, will you guys have me back on? Oh, absolutely. We'll come to you. In like seven years, maybe. In like seven years. <laughs> it just keeps going a year. So it's been six years. The next one will be seven. Oh, my God. I get it, man. <laughs> I mean, I get s- it. We've given you so many opportunities to be Christ-like today. Just how many times you said, I forgive you today? <laughs> I forgive you, you stole my shirt. I forgive you, Zach, for insulting me. I mean, man, God bless you, Pete. Guys, this lightning rounds was started in 2020, and that is one of the many blessings of that crazy year <laughs> is this lightning rounds podcast. So you can thank whatever happened in 2020. <laughs> Does anyone remember? I don't even no, know. Don't you want to talk about it? I, <laughs> I think everybody started a podcast in 2020. Yeah. What <laughs> else are we going to do? I don't know. This is great. All right. Oh, yeah. So pray for us. Keep it going. We're going to keep it going. That's all you need to know for now. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone. Maybe share it with someone that you feel like needed needs to hear this or... If you were personally blessed by this, leave a funny review for us. We crack up every time we read those. Some of you guys are really funny. Talk about how you listen to this on the toilet. Yeah. and um, Blesses our heart. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who give us one-star reviews, you can just <laughs> keep your go to, to Satan's yourself. kingdom. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Go to Michigan. <laughs> go to Slick Poo, Idaho. Oh, what's the first one? <laughs> Smack over. Smack <laughs> over. <laughs> No, I'm just joking. We love you guys. Um, Yeah, but you can find us at refuge underscore SJC for our Instagram, which will soon be at refuge underscore South OC. Sock? Refuge sock? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're we're moving. Fine, Pastor Why don't you just call it South Orange County? I mean, just why don't you just take the whole thing? South. Why not? Why don't you just South... California, Southern yeah. California. Tabby Chapel, Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> Your one-stop shop. <laughs> For all things Cabby Chapel. I can see it. Dove tattoos. I'm all about it. You do it. You go for it. I'm not staying here. <laughs> going to Florida, dude. What do you care? If I, I don't care. <laughs> no, I do care. I love John. John's great. Oh my goodness. Oh man. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Pete, thanks for coming down. I'm sorry for ruining your outro. No. No. You made it what it is. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me, guys. You guys are awesome. Super fun. Can't wait for the next one. Thank you. We'll see you on the next episode. Light your hands.